And good morning, guys, and welcome back for an episode of Folders and Backwards, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's a girl, yours truly will be red. Wishing everyone a merry Monday. I hope you're all feeling well, strong, rested, um, ready, right? Mondays are the beginnings. It's like going through a door for the rest of the week, right? I hope you guys are ready for your week. I hope you're optimistic and able and willing to to accept the blessings as they come, as well as reject the ones that you don't need. Mm. May she walk with you. Shay. Okay. The blessings being bestowed. I want to jump right into topic. So today, guys, I want to talk about this shared existence. Uh, I reiterate always, we're God. I'm God, you're God, he's God, she's God, they're God. We're all goddamn gods, right? You could think of Earth as like a giant as Olympus. And we're just all running around on our God shit. I like looking at I like that visual. Even though that would make us all like Grecian gods, but fuck it. Right? <laughs> it's just for the imagination. But anyway, um, yeah. I have understood through my own life and through observation that we really truly are gods on a serious note. There is nothing that we do not have the capability of doing, be it in time, with dedication, alone, um, with help. Nothing, nothing that we can imagine cannot become reality, materialized. It's just what we do. Word, and again, it doesn't happen instantaneously, like how, you know, the TV Greek gods. <coughs> <coughs> or even the TV witches and shit, like. It's not about snapping fingers and voila. No. It's about real manifestation, materialization. Nothing can just come from nothing. Everything needs energy. Everything needs matter. Everything needs a form of substance. Um, it needs life. Whether it's a heartbeat, an electric pulse, or an energetic flow of positive, strong emotion directed towards it, faith, in other words, right? So what about all the other guys? We're constantly creating, constantly shaping, constantly destroying, depending on our mood. And it's real easy to say, well, you're your own God. You take care of you. You don't worry about nobody else. That's it. You shape your life. You live your life. You make choices for you. And you don't worry about nobody else. That shit sounds so easy. And I'm, I think I made it sound too simple at times. Or I've made it sound too simple at times. Shared reality is like... Um, I'm thinking of a ping pong match. Right? Is me here, 
you're there. We got the green table, little net. I got my paddle. You got your paddle. Blink, 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 blink. Um, now I'm controlling my end. Every time it hits past my net, it's my world. That's my ball. I got this. But once I hit it, blink. Now it's in your world. It's your ball, and you got it. When, as we're constantly, because in life we're constantly paddle balling with other gods. Um, and sometimes we miss the ball or they can miss the ball or shit. If you're really not coordinated, I guess you can even get hit by the ball when you think about it in this, you know, imaginary faucet. I want to kind of double, triple this imagery. You ever seen teams play paddle ball? One ball, four people? How about it, it was six people, one ball, three on three? It can happen. Um, YouTube fucking paddle ball and ping pong and tennis matches and shit. Like, I watched my nigga Bruce Lee, one nigga, paddle ball against three niggas, and he whooped their ass. Like, coordination. Y'all, that's the master, y'all, that nigga coordination. I gotta light a candle for my bro. Or the mother. Huh, I be needing help. Dead ass. This is what I mean by energy. Energy don't die. And the energy that people possess is once they transition, it's amazing how to tap into it. Ah, I could use that thinking about it. I really could use a redose of that lead energy. That's, I'm, I went off for a minute, but this is how I work. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to meditate on him lately. I can definitely use some discipline in my life right now. But anyway, so we'll just hold on to this imagery for a second, though, so we can continue. So it's you and, I don't know, two of your other friends who the fuck you, brother, sister, cousin, lover, uncle, whatever. It's a three-on-three match, though. You you and your two, you and your team, and then number eight team. And I got all bing, 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 bing. Right? So, you are, once, like I said, once the ball is on your end of the net, is in your paddle reach. Because now you're playing with others, you got teammates. So, you know, you don't want to be running to the whole far right if you're on the far left to get the ball when you got someone stationed on the far right. That's their ball. So when it's in your space, it's your ball. You're in control. You can hit the bitch high. You can hit the bitch low. You can make a fast ball. You can do a curve, whatever. I don't really have the paddle ball talent, so I don't know how other many ways there is. It's mad trick ways to hit the ball, though. But you're in control for that split second, though. The decision is on you. Your team is counting on you because they're best existence for this game is to win and you're a part of that this is the way of thinking i need us to get to this if it's taking too long <coughs> as god's shaping our existence <coughs> we are responsible for ourselves and what comes in to our dominion, a.k.a. the ball, right? But with that being the case, there are others dependent 
and you're successful. Sorry about that, guys. I'm back. But um, if I could get back on subject, keep the train going. Oh, the um, three on three is a partnership. It's a, a joint venture. <clears throat> it's a dependency. Now you guys have a shared goal. So you have to work together. And in life, it's the same thing with the other gods. And I'm not talking about the, the lesser gods. <laughs> the ones that we don't know, the strangers in the street. The people that, you know, realistically, we just don't give a fuck about. They're not relevant to our life. I'm talking about the other gods in your existence. The ones that matter. Your lover. Your friends. Your part, um, your, your parent. Or parents, your grandparents, um, the people that are in your life that your happiness includes. It's, it's not so many people, well, I can say there's no one, but it's not so many people. There are not so many people that I personally know whose ideal version of happiness is complete seclusion. I'm not going to lie. A part of mine's is, but that's, is different levels and I mean, different roles in life and existence. I definitely have that as an end game for a specific path. If that's how life goes, then I'm just going to, I'm just going to, and it's not a, a bad thing, an isolated thing. And it's not about, um, Loneliness, it's just about peace and self-discovery. And there is a vision of mine that once I've completed my, what I could only call material goals, my raising my kids, acquiring financial wealth, um, assisting countless people. Literally, I want to lose count. That's when I know I'm I'm done. When I've lost count of how many people I've been able to help. And yeah, then and in this facet of life, I'm single, obviously, because why the fuck would I just leave my man to go be in the woods? But I have that version of life planned out. Most people don't think like that though. <laughs> Fully acknowledge that. Most people imagine their life being surrounded by friends, family, loved ones, and the majority of my versions of how life ends, ends like that, surrounded by great grandkids, <laughs> surrounded by countless people who love me that I love. But I'm, I'm, I'm like a doomsday prepper mentally. So that's my, I guess my doomsday prep. <laughs> Don't tell nobody, guys. And don't be over there judging me. Sure. Life is real. And love is hard. And I'm, I'm just prepared to love myself at the end, if that's what's necessary. I'd rather love me right than be loved by somebody else wrong. But that's another story. Back to the shared gods and co-creating existence. When you're invested in someone, 
when your lives are entangled, your version of happiness. And yeah, when you think about your version of happiness, again, I'm talking about your lovers, your partner, your husband, your wife. I'm talking about your children. I'm talking about your siblings. I'm talking about the people who really are the closest to you that you've spent so much energy and time creating the existence you are in presently that it only makes sense for them to be a part of at the end. <coughs> a lot of the times when we incorporate the other gods, our family and friends, into our final versions of happiness. And change occurs, whether it's death, it's ge geographical, people move, you know what I'm saying? <coughs> it can be the birth of children, grandchildren, a new employment, things arrive in life. It could be a breakup, the divorce, but things occur that in the lives of other gods that change your version of reality, even though technically it's not your life. <clears throat> I think this is why I have my doomsday prep version of how I'm gonna end my, how I'm gonna spend my end of days or my last days, because I am aware that no matter what visions I have for myself, as long as I incorporate others, my vision is subject to change. And the reality of that is what I want us to focus on, guys, because it can, it can be devastating. How many times have you <clears throat> fell in love and then you guys broke up and you were just like all fucked up? You just really didn't know what to do with yourself. And this is not a judgy thing because I've been there. I've been sick over breakups before. Well, you, really, you just don't know what to do. You just don't know what to do. This person was your everything. Maybe they were your financial support system. They were your emotional support system. They were your best friend. They were your lover. They, You know what I mean? You had so many titles and hats in these masks for this person. You put these masks in. You know what I mean? You gave all these labels and these titles. You became dependent on this person for all these reasons. And now the relationship is over and you just fucked up. That's devastating. That reroutes your entire version of your best life, of life. I have two children by two different men, 11 years apart. No where ever that I imagine raising them alone. Now, my son is older, so I was a lot younger when I had him. I wanted that to be, you know, my ideal, my long lasting relationship. I common sense knew that it wasn't, we were too young and he was just too wild. And I knew that I didn't have the patience to deal with that shit, but for so long, but I mean, it's again, product of your environment. Young black and Spanish girls are taught that you get one boyfriend and you keep him or you're a hoe. So, you know, shit, 
not only did I have one boyfriend, because he was, he was my very first boyfriend. And he said, I got pregnant and had a baby. Oh, I definitely got to stay with this person. So when the relationship did end, my entire version of life changed. Granted, I'm grateful. It wasn't the version of my best life. I didn't even know to formulate that version. But it was the version that I had, and it had to do with me, my son, and his father. And once that no longer became reality, I was. I was extremely lost and confused, and I didn't know what life was going to hold for me. This is why we have to plan, guys. This is why we have to imagine. This is why we have to be open. I think this is more so the important part. We have to be open and willing to be flexible with what our best versions of life and self is. Because again, shit happens. I had a whole second son. The best version of my life included having two sons. When my son died, my entire version of best life was ripped, removed, and fucking tossed to the um to the ether. Like that's gone. It's no more doing that. Like I had to recreate what my best version of life would be like. Shit like that is hard, guys. It's hard, and it is. It's mentally, if you're not prepared for it, it will ultimately fuck you up. And especially if you're not in a process of mastering yourself where you are learning your flaws, your strengths, your likes and your dislikes. When another God and their ability to create and destroy their life affects your best version of self and life. I did say that right. Go ahead. You can get mad at them. You can, it's real easy to, oh, well, it's that person's fault. That person fucked this up. My life is fucked up because of this person. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, no matter what role someone played in fucking up your life, they personally did not fuck up your life. It doesn't work like that. I mean, from the perspective is everything. Perception is everything. The way we see things really will shape our reality. So that's why I said you have to self-actualize. You have to understand what role you play in things. If you know that you 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 fucking add it to the factors. Just the fact that you are a part of it means that somewhere in a in in the fucking journey you took steps that's adding into the facts. You have something to do with this. And it is as easy to blame other people. It's easy to be mad at someone else. It's easy to harbor resentment and oh well this is why my life and 20 years later people see you and you you know like damn well, what happened you had so much potential and i thought you were gonna do this oh well, this person came and they fucked my life up and thought like, no 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 it don't work like that as god you still have the ability to shape your life as you see fit no matter what happens i like to i like to tell people and I like to understand the present as a result of choices we made in the past, whether they were good choices or bad choices. That's why the life we're living in this moment is the way we're living. If you do not like how you're living in this moment, this is the moment you've got to start making different choices. So that way 
tomorrow, two days from now, a week, month, year, 10 years from now, the life you are living is a better reflection of the one you want. We, when things happen to us, let's be victims for a minute, right? I'm not okay. I tell you, I got a lot of, I got a lot of masks. I have a victim mask. My bitch is pretty though. Where she got the cute little sad face, and it's, it's just so nice. Like I don't wear her often because she's heavy, pretty, but she's heavy. I can be a very pretty victim. What do I mean by that? I can make a situation out to be so understood, but yet still feel like, woe is me. Yeah, I understand everything that's happening. I understand why people are doing what they're doing. I understand why this is happening, but I don't understand why it's happening to me. That's what I mean by a pretty victim. If we were to play the role of a victim, which we all do at one point in time, it's not to sit here and bash ourselves. We're never ever identifying our negative or our lower vibrations and traits and aspects of ourselves to make ourselves feel bad. It's to identify that we have these, these parts of ourselves. And the victim, niggas, that's just something that everybody plays. Everybody feels like shit is happening to them at some point in time in their life. How fast you shake that shit off. Now that determines, you know, your level of stress, not the fact that you fell into the victim role. No. Um, as victims, we do. It's it's so comforting. I guess that's the only comfort you have is to be the victim. Shit is already happening to you. So why not just fully engulf yourself in that? And when it comes to life, and taking the role as a victim, something happens. Oh, let's say um, <clears throat> a coworker stole something at work, but you got blamed for it and now you're fired. Let's say it wasn't work, it was a career. Like it, you were like um, a president of a company, big corporate shit. Like it was not a couple of dollars, it was a couple of millions. And you know what I mean? It's like, this shit ruins your career. That's how your perception is. You can never get another job in that field again. Um, you're branded a, a thief. You have to face legal charges and fees and all this other kind of bullshit attached to someone else's um, actions. It's It will be really easy to just let your life fall of shit. Oh, I can't get another job. I've got a master's in fucking... Um, business and now I can't even get a job. Oh, I have this $100,000 home. I can't keep up my mortgage. I got a foreign car. I can't afford gas. This nigga did this shit. I'm so upset. Um, you know, I'm just gonna, what, kill myself. I'm gonna kill him. I'm just gonna become a bum. I'm gonna, what, I don't, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. It's been so long since I naturally vibe that low. I can't even really think of anything like legit that you would do in that scenario. But y'all get what I'm saying, right? It's like really easy to just <clears throat> throw the, the pity party 
and show up with your hat and balloons. And now this is just my life. This happened to me and there's nothing I can do. That's the that's the, the train of mind that falls into the victim. There's nothing I can do. That's what a victim is. How the fuck did I never think about this before? That defines victimization when you're, there's just nothing you can do. When is there really ever a time when there's absolutely nothing you can do? You might not like your options, but there's always a fucking option. Oh, I, I really can't think of. No, even when the option is like, I ain't gonna say that, but it's always an option. It's always some kind of an option. Like, I was thinking about some dumb shit. That's why I said I'm not gonna say that. Like, it's one thing if I'm saying something that means something or has a deeper meaning. I don't wanna say nothing just that's just like straight dumb. You can't control your thoughts, but you can't control if you say them out loud or if you act on them right, right. So, sticking to the train of thought. When these moments of the victim occur, when we feel like there's nothing that we can do, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to still live our best version of life when it no longer exists? Simple. You reshape the shit, guys. Now, the good thing, the fun thing, the amazing thing about being God is that you and you alone have the power to shape your existence. The gods that we share our existence with, their choices, no matter how they affect or appear to affect our best versions of life and self. <clears throat> that dominion only goes as far as you allow it. At the end of the day, you can't control any of the outside factors. You only can control yourself, your choices, your emotions, or how you react to your emotions, how you... um how you respond and the aftermath of you, basically. You know, I'm trying to think of other ways, but I can't really say it in other ways. You're only in control of you. When someone does something that affects not you at the moment, that's another thing we got to think about before I get too deep into the reshaping shit. You gotta understand the difference between the moment and forever. Sometimes shit happens, I'm, I'm, I'm good to tell you to stay in your moment, stay in your moment. But again, when the moment don't feel good, huh, guess what? You go on to the next one. It's only a moment. But when you look at something in the aspect of the spectrum, Regular listeners, you guys remember the, the vibrational scale that I like to pull up? The bottom being the lowest, the top being the highest, and in between being countless levels and degrees of things. I mean, you have to sometimes ask yourself, not emotionally, not emotionally, because when we be in our bag, we be in our bag. I know when I'm in my bag, I'm in my bag. 
And I got this joke with my son. It's never when I'm telling him, like, you good? I've been numb in my back. He'd be like, it's Birkin? <laughs> I'm never in a, I'm never in an expensive bag. I'm always in a cheap bag. <laughs> and I appreciate um, the humor between the two of us with that because it's about perspective. Bitch, you're going to be in your bag. You better be in a Birkin. The fuck are you in a fucking little $8.99 off Graham Avenue bag for? That don't make no sense. And I said, that's a toss away. You don't do that. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> it's a joke. And I like it. Like I said, it keeps him grounded. Shout out to my son. He's so smart. And he's so enlightened. And he always has been. The nigga get on my nerve. But anyway, we have to evaluate the level of intensity in things. Because, again, we're emotional. We're upset. Parting up background noise. Shout out to Backwoods Cigars. I'm re-rolling up guys. This take, um, these takes was going longer than I expected. The day itself just got out of control for me. I woke up after 11 o'clock. Mm. Off topic while I'm emptying out the backwood. Have any of you guys ever drunk white Hennessy? I've never drunk white Hennessy before. I understand why that shit is not sold in the States now because that shit will have, yo, I'm not even a drinker. OMG. I promise you, I had a shot, like an actual shot. Huh, no regrets, though. But yeah, my black ass woke up mad like So anyway, um, I just wanted to bullshit while I was making the background noise. But um, yeah, so... When it comes to, I guess, responding and making the decision before you reconstruct your whole idea of what your best life should be, sometimes you do have to reconstruct it, guys. I mean, like I said, when my son died, I had no choice. I couldn't continue seeing my best life with two two boys, at least not two boys, six years apart when... The other one is no longer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get what I'm saying. I don't want to keep talking about that. But that's when I had to reshape. It was no choice in that. It was no reevaluating. Oh, well, you can just think about this and maybe some things have to change or maybe this route have you got to switch around and take this block instead of it. It was none of that. It was none of that. But a lot of the times, guys, it be that. It be something that we can honestly... Just repath, reroute. Think about it as an actual map. There are a million ways to get from A to Z. You don't have to go B, C, D, E, F. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that makes sense in most points. And even with that, do it got to be capital B? Could it be lowercase B? Could it be being scriptive? Could it be in cursive? I mean, script is cursive. Could it be in calligraphy? Like, could it be a fucking spray paint letter? It's levels of shit. You can still live the best version, your version of life and self through rerouting without losing your cool. So many people lose their cool. Again, you get in your bag and you don't even make sure it's the Birkin. You get in a little cheap bum ass bag and you make bum-ass decisions from a bum-ass vibration. 
I know because I've done it. I'm telling you. That's the way the whole ideology of the burden and the cheat bag. When I started realizing that when I'm emotional and I'm upset, that the actions and choices I make are bad, guess what? I stopped making actions and choices when I was feeling like that. At least I try my best not to make actions and choices, not to take action or make choices while I'm like that because I'm not always happy with <clears throat> the end result later. I might be happy with the bitch then, but I ain't gonna be happy with it later. Like it's not a reflection on me. So, you know, taking a moment to think and actually understanding is this worth rerouting your life? And when you realize that it is, if it is, guess what? You got the tools, baby. You got the tools. Even in that most devastating revert reversion of my life to date, I have to, I have the tools to reshape my life. I still have not the you not don't this is not to sound crazy. And if you think this sounds crazy, you must not be a regular listener to know my personality or to know the level of love I have for self and for existence. But realistically. I really did have the tools. I had a working uterus. I was young. I had my first son at 16. So when I lost my second son, I wasn't even 22 yet. I was financially comfortable. I had a great job at that time, a decent job. I'm gonna say great because time, at that time I thought it was great, but then time showed me, oh, jobs got better. But you know what I mean? I was, I was doing it. I was doing good, at least. I was in a better position then than I was when I was having just one kid. And as a result, it's that I didn't think about it then, nor was that my plan, like not just to have more kids, but to realize that the loss of one didn't mean that I would never have again. I had to understand that. That was part of me getting through my grief. And even though people told me that and it sounded so insensitive, that's how I, <clears throat> I was, you know, putting that little gentle is not to sound crazy because it does come off as insensitive if you're in an emotional state. And I don't know what kind of state any of my listeners are. If you did lose a child recently, you have my deepest, deepest, deepest love and condolences. Like I really do understand how hard of a storm that is. But if there was no physical, re you know, Issues with your body afterwards, a rainbow baby is still possible. If you don't have, you know, mad open ACS cases, a rainbow baby is still possible through adoption, foster. Like, love is love. Parenting is not defined just by giving birth. And in all honesty, that is where my mom was after I lost my son. I didn't think I was going to ever push out another kid. Hence why I probably took some, why, why I took some long, probably, right? Back on the choo-choo train, guys. That was a nice pit stop station. So, when you do have to reshape your life, I just want you guys to remember, first of all, you have the tools. You have the tools to shape your life in the first place. You have the tools to reshape your life, no matter who it includes or doesn't include. No matter what 
it includes or doesn't include. I'm focusing on relationships and family and kids and shit. What about your job? Like I said, the job, career. Like, if you put your all into a, a specific area, let's say, um, I'm trying to think. Um, fuck. Maybe it's like, um, I'm trying to think of an area that might not last for too much longer. Let's say, um, I don't know, anything. You spent all the time, though, studying, you know, like how with the, um, what happened all them years ago with the mechanics, all these men had these trades and they were skilled, um, mechanics and technicians and things of that nature. And then the fucking robots came, the assembly lines and shit came and it didn't need for the people anymore to do this job. Why am I going to pay you $10 an hour to screw a screw? When the machine can do it eight times as fast and get way more done, and I don't have to pay anything. That's devastating. Your whole life was built around that. Like your ego was censored as a craftsman or as the mechanic or whatever the case is. Like that's how you make your money. That was your reputation. It gave you pride. Now it's not necessary. So now what do you do? Do you just sit and fall into the woe is me and just allow yourself to, all right, so now I don't have an income. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to fall apart. Are you going to, you know what I mean? What are you going to do? You take stock in what you have. You got experience. Experience in a field that's long, no longer necessary. Who's to say? It's levels to everything. You can re what oh, I forgot how they say it in, um, the corporate world, but you can transmute a skill. And he said, if you can screw in a screw, you know how to do that. And he said, I'm sure you know how to, um, what's another thing you might have to do a twirling effect with? Maybe stir something. I don't know. Like if you were, you had the visual skills to see parts and put them together to create a machine, you you know what I mean? You have the ability to, I would assume, repair the machines that replace your job, right? I would think, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Don't hold it against me if I'm wrong. I'm just saying, in life, nothing's over till it's over. And a lot of things, especially when it comes to money, love, and health specifically, when they don't go as planned, devastation kicks in. So to wrap this up, I'm not going to necessarily say that everyone needs a plan B like me. Um, truth be told, it's kind of sad that I have it. I'm grateful for it because it gives me stability. But I also realize how having it leaves me in a position to accept not having a partner in life, a, a love partner in life, not my kids and my family and my friends. It's sad, but I mean, it's reality. It's providing me stability.
it always has. Every time, like, after I got over the emotional and the anger of breakups, it always kept me grounded. Like, well, at the end of the day, bitch, you're going to end up in the woods by yourself anyway, fucking just living with the animals. And it always makes me feel better. But I understand now, maybe because of the level of love and how real my version of my best life was entangled with someone that if you know I don't know how to I don't know it's weird I don't know how to articulate that but um anyway I'm not saying you for you guys to develop a plan B but be open to revising your plan A. I think that's how I should say it. <laughs> Don't ever think that because the, the people or the things that you imagine in your best life are no longer a part of your best life, that your best life is no longer achievable. Damn, that's that's the takeaway. Just because the people and the things that you've envisioned for your best life, that you worked for, for your best life, get removed. That doesn't mean that your best life is no longer achievable. Or, all right, I think I'm going to let that stop at that. I hope this resonates. I really, truly do. Um, and I thank you guys for listening, like always. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. Always, always, always. Oh, can't not say that. And in these revisions and decisions, <laughs> always stand from a place of self-love and always be grateful. When you're, I've noticed that in my last revision. I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I had and the love that I received. And said, so I can't even be mad. You know what I'm saying? I love myself so much that I'm not even going to be devastated. I'm not going to let the revision seem like, oh, I got to have the whole construction crew in on a hot 98 degree day. And you know what I'm saying? Because it's sweating and musty and just building, 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 and it's loud and drills and no, 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 no. It's cool. It's just life. And I'm, again, I'm so excited. That was just the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. That's, that's cool. I'm grateful. It leaves me excited for everything else, even with my finances. Like, when I left my union job, my stable pay, it was exciting to the watch how money flowed. It was hard because that first money was trinkling, it wasn't flowing, it was trinkling. That shit was devastating. But I didn't let it revise my plan. I knew I was able to step back and analyze and look like, no, this is just part of the process. Stick to it. Stick to it. Stick to it. 
understand when things are part of the process and stick to them. When things, like I said, when something has to happen, the revising, you know it. I pray that it's never as devastating as like losing a child or something, but you'll know the revision is real. It'll be clear. It won't be in your, con- that will be something, the revision will be in your control, but the need to do it more than likely wouldn't be in your control. At least from my personal experience so far, that's not in your control. So take control of what is yours to control. Don't try to control other people. Don't try to control the decisions. Don't sit there and try to control their reactions, their, um, you know, anything. These are other gods. Let them create and destroy as they see fit. Choose the gods you entwine with wisely. Now, obviously, up to a certain extent, biological gods, family, I mean, your um, blood relatives, you can't really choose them. But as you get older, you can choose your, you know, your entanglement with them. You can make it a tight, tight, tight braid with no gaps, or it could be a loose two-strand twist that can easily just, you know, unravel. But yeah, just for you guys to think about. That's what was on my mind. Wanted to share. I hope it helps. I hope it resonates. I love you guys for listening. Much love. Much ashe. Namaste. Deuces.